Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi Chris, how are you? I'm gravy, Paul. Gravy, baby. Um, yeah, looking, looking good. I've just basically breathed in a noxious gas of what do you have for lunch? Ham and coleslaw. Ham and coleslaw. Just ham and coleslaw. I've been a lot of spicy food this weekend, though, so you're probably getting a little bit of that. Yeah, I did. I did because I was. I've had a. I've had a curry, but I did. It did feel like it was coming from the curry. The curry yeah. family. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. What did you have over the weekend? Friday, I had two curries. Two curries on a two curry Friday. Yeah. Well, I did, <laughs> for, for lunch, I did, for I did, tea. No, I did the big shop. Thanks, sir. I did the big shop, and then I was like, "This is what I always do when I go shopping. I go, I buy a week's worth of food, and I'm too lazy to cook any of it after I've done an hour. Yeah. So then I go to the the curry house on the way home, and I place my order. And don't tell Cat this. I place my order when I get there because I know I've got time for a pint before my food's ready. So there is a there is a definitely a, a a category of man. I've noticed this man, and you are within this category of man who, whenever you go to pick a curry up from a, from a curry house, there's a fella there at the bar bit yeah. with a pint with a pint in his hand. And he knows my name. He knows who my family are, and he knows what I drink. Yeah, it's perfect. It's, I mean, I eat that a lot. Yeah, it's and it must be this must happen. The, it makes me realize this happens the length of breath of the country because I was in like York, and you told me you do this, and I went out to pick a curry up on time, and there was a fella there who obviously decided to sneak two pints in before he went. went the way to, to do it. Right? Yeah, it's the way to do it. So I had curry Friday. Yeah, Saturday we had cleft tikka. It's not spicy. Cleft tikka. That sounds yeah, like a. Brazilian facial disorder. I'm not. I'm not au fait on Portuguese, so I couldn't tell you one way or another. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, apparently 2017 is the year of the podcast. Um, so we kind of thought it made sense that we have one. So let's. Well, just, and we'll start now because Liverpool have just started. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So let's just let's just do it. The season's begun. Paul, I'm fed up of people saying Lincoln have had as many wins over Premier League side as Liverpool, and it's it's not another week until we can change that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll discuss that. We'll discuss the Thanks Liverpool break and the La Manga thing in, in a minute. But we've got a question to kick us off. It comes from Graham Murphy on Facebook. It's a question for each. If you were in the Liverpool squad and Klopp was about to pull a name out of a hat of who is to room with you in La Manga, who would you be hoping for and why? Oh, that's a tough question. You know? uh, I've not seen any of these questions before, so this is straight off the bat. I'm, I'm. You perform best in these kind of I'm, situations. I'm thinking. And a regular viewers will, will know it's it's going to be Phil Coutinho. You think? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Why are you looking for something to happen? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. So you're hoping something's going to happen? Oh, maybe. If, even like, if it's just a little bit of a skill rubs off Is this kind of like when you, like, you, you, your parents say, you know, your girlfriend's not allowed to stay in your bedroom? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and look, I want to touch his hair. I mean, that's a given. <laughs> I, I need to know what that feels like before I die. So, 
I've not done that and I'd be able to cross that off the list. Um, you had an opportunity. And you, so, uh, yeah, I was a little bit timid. It was a couple of years ago now, Paul. I was a little bit timid. You um, just don't need someone in that type of a situation and go, can I rub your hair? Whereas it's totally acceptable when he's asleep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what he doesn't know, what Phil Coutinho doesn't know, can't possibly hurt him. I just like the idea of him. him uh, he got this, I've got this idea of a shot in my head where Phil Coutinho's lying down and he's looking towards camera and you're behind just twiddling his hair and he's, but he's wide awake and you think he's asleep and he's like... Yeah, and I'm like, it's just another spider, Phil. And you're just whispering in his ear, go and stay asleep, Phil. Go to sleep, go to sleep. Brahms all about it with Bieber, by the way. Yeah, mine, because I've come to realise this, there's probably an exciting answer to this, and like me from... Well, when was the last exciting? About 15 years ago, would have had something, you know, like, oh, God, who would you have a laugh with? You'd be up for staying up and having a laugh. No, I go for quite the opposite these days. Um, and this is why we, you and I don't room very well together, because we have different I was going to go out and get pissed. And I want to be tucked up safe in bed. I'm a man who needs to sleep. So I want someone, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Mignolet all day, me. You know why? Because he's so, he's clearly so Just dull. Yeah, like, and I could use that if he's born, if he talks to me about something boring, send me to sleep. Just, you know, talk me to sleep. I don't need to have, have a podcast on to try and get myself to nod off. I don't need to read. I could just listen to him talk me through his process, his weekly process yeah, for preparation. Look, look, listen, this is the point. If I want to be in bed at half nine at night, Mignolet is not going to be the guy. He's not going to be the guy waking me up. He's not going to be the guy coming in. He's not going to be the guy who, who does pranks or sticks I'm waking up with both my eyebrows which is an important thing he doesn't like kids and you stink of them I stink of them <laughs> that's weird that's really weird my own kids by the way um, yeah it's um... it's my thing <laughs> <laughs> smells like shit <laughs> smells like smells like shit and baby wipes um, standard Oda Pajak. Oda Pajak, yeah. <laughs> um, you pay a lot of money for that. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. Not many often. I'd be interested, obviously, of course, as ever, people listening. And people watching, because this is a video, this is going to be out on the redmantv.com for subscribers only. Um, and that's why the camera's there. Okay, now I don't know why you're looking at it. You gotta look at look at her engaged. Apologies to people just listening to this because because uh, fuck you. It might be the year of the podcast, but it's still called Redman TV. Um, so, Chris, obviously, let's get into some Liverpool stuff. First off, we had a weekend off this weekend, FA Cup, whatever round gives, fifth, gives a shit. Fifth, one of the rounds of the yeah. FA Cup. It was in my diary. I didn't fill anything. It was. I had to yeah, put that in there because like, this will be happening at some point. I remember having the, we were looking ahead. We planned the weeks ahead, don't we? And we looked at that and we're like, and then it was, there was it filled in in red. Oh, there's a Liverpool game that weekend. Oh, there's not. Wipe it out. Weekend off. Is that selfish of us? No. I think anybody who's got a job kind of understands that like it's nice to have a weekend off, especially if you're working in like catering and you don't get weekends off. It is just a little bit different for us. Like, don't get me wrong, I still miss the footy. I watched the European football show for the first time in months. Really? Because I didn't have any football in my life. And I enjoy I enjoy I still enjoy watching football. That's what it's all about. And it was a little bit good and we, we had family up for the weekend and stuff and one of them He's a tit, he's a Chelsea fan. He's young, he might come out of it, I don't think he will. Um, but, so we had the Chelsea game on and stuff, and that, that just kind of pissed me off as well. Like, yeah, because I, I, I am 100% bought into this notion of rest, relaxation, recuperation, training, and reinvigorate for the run at the end of the season. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in on that, because I see no sense in not being. But, 
I also, I, we were chatting about this before, it exists in hypothetics, doesn't it? it, it we won't know until Leicester and the game after that and the game after that. And game, we won't know until we until we were able to look back at this run. If we lose the next two games or, or we're not great and we don't get wins or whatever, then I will. I, we will look back at this weekend and next weekend and think, oh, you know, there could have been something could have been something more interesting because ultimately what it boils down to is the FA Cup, I've gone off the FA Cup because we were terrible in the FA Cup this season. So the idea of having another game where we play a weakened team and it's a, it's a, it's a struggle to get through it. Ugh, God, you know. it. The thing is, though, it looks like it's going to be a good competition this year because mm. a lot of the big teams are, are making it to the semi-finals or have got at least a clear route through to the semi-finals, yeah. doesn't it? So it is a competition where if you get into the semis and you get a big tie, you think, this is, I'd rather have that than Aston Villa. Yeah, no, completely, completely agree with that. It's mad how the FA Cup goes like that sometimes, isn't it? But the the, the League Cup does as well. You have those you have those spells where what are, I guess it depends on how many teams are competitive at the top end of the league, and that's when you decide whether to make a, a go with the domestic ones. Because for every the, the FA Cup, always it's all it's always won by and large. I'm saying I'm saying always it's by and large won by a really good team. But you do have those seasons where Millwall gets to the finals, and you have you know your Cardiffs and you get to yep. League Cup finals, etc., etc., etc. My thing of it is what it boils down to is I enjoyed having a weekend off, and I'll be perfectly honest, I'm fucking like a pig in shit that I've got two weekends off back to back. But I would love to have spent that time watching Liverpool do what Spurs just did, yeah. or what Man United, what Man United. But we never did, make it that easy though, do we? So you can you can know that we wouldn't have. Mm. <laughs> Exactly, but what I did do, and I put a tweet out at the time, was that what I enjoyed because I'm I'm bought in, totally bought in, is I love watching, I love Man United having to bring on Zlatan and Pogba, like they've not played a minute in the FA Cup prior to that game, they had to bring them on in the second half against Blackburn to get the job done, and every time they did a sprint or stretched for a football or kicked the football or took a breath, you know, like, you really you're about to show um, me, making sure don't hit me, Mike. <laughs> Do you do that? Do you remember the Beamit episodes of uh, Men Behaving Badly? You get a Beamit that fits a can of lager in, but it doesn't go up like that because it's spilled, so they have to drink yeah, it like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah that so kind of But yeah, the, the fact that they had to, they, these teams like Spurs had to go strong, Man United ended up having to go strong. That I love it. I'm looking at them thinking, like, oh, how many eggs of energy are these guys putting out when our guys are? Well, how many sprinters Latan got left in him? <laughs> you know, that's it. It's like the it's like coupling if you've ever seen it. And um, I can't remember her name. It's not Jane. It's the it's the ginger hair girl and coupling. And she she only smiles to single men because she knows that every time she smiles, she's going to get a wrinkle or something like that. And so she saves her smiles up. And as soon as she finds out someone's single, she'll give them a little bit of a smile. So. It's Latin having to sprint in the FA Cup against Blackburn, brilliant. It's just one more mile off the legs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, completely agree with it's that. It's exactly like that, Paul. It's exactly, exactly, exactly. Couldn't perfect, perfect analogy. No, it's true though. You know, we only got, we only got. We only, it's, what's the word? It's, it's actually Phoenix Knight, and he says, "Yeah, you're all, you know, what's he say? You're all balls, you or something like that. Like, you know, you only get a bucket and a half." Trust me, I know. And, you know, and that, that's that. You, you, apparently, you only get so many jizzes in a lifetime. And sure. um, so, and, but but to be fair, what? 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 Yeah. How many? A bucket and a half. It's true. I'm close to the edge. That's <laughs> 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 me. I'm nearly done. There was there was, a, there was a famous story. I say famous. It's not famous. If you read it, you might remember it. Or maybe you didn't. It was in FHM years ago. You know when you're 15, you used to buy FHM mm-hmm. because you, you kind of like... Yeah, yeah, you know, when I was 15, Paul, yeah. It's a bit saucy, yeah. whatever it has. You buy loaded as well because of yeah, tits. Yeah, well, that when I was 15, still do. 
<laughs> Sky Magazine because Louise Redknapp was on the cover. Um, yeah. Was she a nerding then or was she a Redknapp? She will have been a nerding at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't care. Yeah, I've nerded her everywhere. Anyway, um, there was a story about a guy. She's ace well, actually, as well. To, um, yeah, well, the Redknapps in general are, are very, very attractive people, aren't it's they? Lucy, oh, hang on. talk. That's not true because Harry Redknapp. Um, but anyway. One day I live in the hope that Jamie will look like Harry. That's never going to happen. That time's passed. If he know. was gonna look I like Harry, I think his, his face is gonna sag like one of the pilots in Star Wars. You know where you get the wrinkles coming down the cheeks. Is it a pilot? Like, is it a species? Yeah, a yeah. pilot. No, no, no. He was a pilot. Oh, he was a pilot. <laughs> right, so I was like, I don't remember the pilot, but I'm not saying it's a, it's not a thing. I've been reading the Star Wars book lately, and they describe races, and I'm going, I've got no idea what that what that what that planet people look like. You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, you need to check out Wikipedia. You know, you need to check out actually. Was just remind on the and in terms of people going to look like the dads uh, have you seen what Bam Margera looks like these days no so he looks exactly like his dad so he's gone from being you remember Bam from Jackass oh yes so yeah Bam he, he, he went on and did all his own series yeah, and yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff like, and he was the one who used to batter his dad and, and, and harass his mum he got dead fast and just looks exactly like it's hilarious it's hilarious I mean it's not been is this why you shaved you didn't. You didn't want to go for mustache. I do every now and again. Whenever I shave, right? I, I, I don't do it every time, but periodically, I, I do that big shave, and I go for the tash just to see how much I look like my dad. And every now and again, I text him a picture of it, going like, "Have you got one? Can you imagine?" No, no, it's been a while. I didn't do it this time round. It, the, the, I had other things to do, <laughs> like put a collage together to put on Facebook. The um, did that go on Instagram as well? Don't have me. Pe- don't have a personal Instagram. All right. So what do you do? Do you use the Instagram layout app to just make a photo for Facebook? Correct. Wow. Yeah, but it, it, birthdays, Valentine's. <laughs> uh, you know, any time you go do a romantic collage for the for, for the missus, I could probably find an app that does it. But I've got an app that does it. Yeah, it's called Instagram. Um, but yeah, the um, Harry Redknapp and Jamie Redknapp thing. Maybe I mean I don't know. I, look, his mum's obviously. You know, I don't think his, 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 mom's, his mom's still around. Is he? Maybe, maybe his, his mum's a stunner. Maybe that's just what oh, is overridden it for. And, and good on Jamie. Lucky lad is all I'm saying. Because Harry Redknapp, Chris, don't forget, was a heartthrob in the 70s. Yeah, I know. This is what makes me think that Jamie might go that way. He might. I can say. I, but I think he's like in his, well in his, probably well in his 40s. This is just now, completely off topic, but fuck it, why not? I saw a thing on Facebook this week that is advertising, do you know the Han Solo and Carbonite? Mm-hmm. Ice block makers. Wow. Yeah. How much do I want one of them? Yeah. More I thought it was the next say, birthday present. I thought please. you were going to say, there's a, there's a company offering to freeze you in Carbonite as a service. I don't know, but that's how I got onto that, because I was thinking, Sound. you know, you'd, you would freeze Jamie, wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> I would. Uh, there's certain things I would with Jamie Redknapp. I wouldn't freeze him in carbonite. Um, I would touch his hair when he's like. But no, the, I would. I'd, I reckon that would be. You'll know when I've I've personally jumped the shark and my level of hubris has increased beyond all recognition when I'm mega rich. And you'll notice on my on, on my office wall is a. I have myself carbonate, carbonated just as a decoration. I wouldn't be inside it. I'd have it cast. And you know what I think you'd enjoy most about that? Your hair wouldn't need touching up. I think you'd enjoy Forever that. Forever perfect, Chris. Yeah, I'm amazing. Just, it's the dream, isn't it's it? Dream. <laughs> it's genuinely the dream. Um, do it, getting back to Liverpool, obviously... As we say, how fact, as a percentage, how bought into you are, how bought into the whole rest thing are you? 
Oh, 100%, because, look, you always try and find ways to make yourself feel better about your football club because you've got to sometimes yeah. because you go through Januarys like we've just gone through yeah. and I need to hang my hat on something. And right now, I can't give you an answer whether this is going to work until a few games time, yeah. which is fine yeah. because that's that's not discounting that it hasn't worked yes. right now and that gets me through till the next stage. And I'll reevaluate then and I'll come up with something else, another excuse for why I think Liverpool have failed in this last <laughs> thing. But no, look, that that is the way that I, I think about football and it is the way that it gets me through and the fact that Klopp's talking in his press conference last week to James Pearson the Echo and stuff about how you know you take them for uh, what a 10 day intensive pre-season training to prepare themselves for a 38 game season he's now got a 5 day period to prepare them for 13 games and the way that he's thinking about it like like this has just snuck up on us as soon as we were knocked out of the cups they started planning this don't, yeah. don't let anyone tell you otherwise yeah. and so they've been thinking about it for longer than we've been thinking about it and if they think that's the right idea and that's the way to do it yeah. then I'm all in on that because yeah. I trust in them no absolutely uh, as you said I mean, uh, we, we have this we have a constant battle with this don't we uh, with the channel of I think there's just people who are naturally more inclined to think a certain way than others, and we call it confirmation bias, don't we? When you hear a piece of information come out, and you can use it to, you can use it as a stick to beat, or you can use it as a, a comforter for what it's meant to be used. And if you're totally, if you're bought into this Liverpool as a failed football club, and the ownership all tits up and blah 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 blah, you'll just be looking at this as just excuses, excuses. Whereas I, I, I'm kind of like say fair, I, I take a shrug. I say exactly what you're saying. If it works, boss, great. We're never if if we go on to be a really good team, we're never gonna have this opportunity again. Um, and most good teams don't get these kind of opportunities because ultimately you you, you want to be more successful in your game yeah. by game, don't you? But given that it's gone, it's not gone exactly how we would have planned it. I can. I, it makes me wonder a little bit, and this is con, this is conspiracy theorising to some extent why we didn't take the FA Cup slightly more seriously. And I do wonder whether they've thought... And look, we say this all the time, oh, has he deliberately gone out of the Cup? I don't think we deliberately went out of the Cups. But I do wonder whether maybe there's a little mentality at Melbourne thought, right, we actually... We could use we could use this time, and I, I don't maybe, know whether they'd be maybe, whether they'd be happier. Not not happy. No one's dancing a jig that you've you, you've lost your chance of silverware. But whether once once it was done, they did think we could use you know we can we take advantage, advantage of this. I think look, look, you know, it's easy to forget sometimes the the roads that you take to get to get yourself somewhere, and don't forget when these FA Cup fixtures were going on, we were in really bad form and we were in a massive amount of games and we were still in a title race. Mm. That's the thing. So your priorities, we, they shifted, I think, and I think we went all Premier League right then and there and rightfully so, I'll go on record and say that. But the way that it turns out, it didn't help us. Yeah. And sometimes that happens in football. It's yeah. not a guaranteed. You don't do something and it's not guaranteed that you're going to get success off the back of it. So we've then left the title race and then we're ruining the fact that we've left the cup. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but if we'd progressed in the FA Cup and fell out of the title race, that would have been just as bad. Yeah. The problem was it actually ended up worse yeah. because we'd failed in both counts. It does look like... I, Because, I, again, we, we took, the, took the League Cup seriously. Pretty shit, you know. Pretty shit, yeah. still. Talk. And I do. I wonder what the priority will be next next season. Whether we'll, whether we will take that that as seriously. It does kind of look like we've, we've said this before. Like they went. It's a calculated gamble. 
DFL Cup because it's so you're so close to a final and you're so close to 90 minutes deciding whether you win a piece of silverware or not that we did go a bit more in depth than that. Whereas, as you say, I think you said at the time with the FA Cup, there's, well, there's more to it. Quite you know, quite quite simply, there's more to it and there's more difficulties to it because if nothing else, in the in the, in the League Cup, you do tend to have decent sides. Now, you know, you 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 have. That top one of those top, you always have one, a couple of top top sides who are thinking, get a quick piece of silverware in and kickstart a manager. Normally owned in. by Mourinho, exactly. or managed by Mourinho. And then you get the teams who are a little bit lower down thinking, we'll take this properly seriously and and hope that other teams fuck up along the way. You tend to get less of, as we said at the top. You don't get as many, I think, these days of you. I know we got Cardiff when we won it when we won it last and what have you, but I think you you, you get less. Of that. So what I'm driving at is with the FA Cup. And what we had was, in some respects, if we'd have drawn, we didn't think at the time, but if we'd got Arsenal in the third round or we'd drawn Man City in the third round or whatever, it actually probably would have made it almost perversely easier for us because you've got a game, you can tactically do whatever, whereas we always end up in the FA Cup in these scraps against teams who just want to murder your face every time they, they, set foot, they set foot out on the pitch and it is it feels like we always exert a load more energy in FA Cup games than, than we, we should than do, we do yeah. in the, in but the don't forget cup. like you know we got Tottenham relatively early in the League Cup and both ta- both sides weren't 100% strong sides yeah. so you know don't don't let you forget that that, that happened as well like yeah. you know that if we'd have got Tottenham in the third round of the FA Cup we'd probably have played pretty similar sides again mm. to what we played in the League Cup maybe I'd be interested to know if that was the case because it's, it, it's one of the things Things um, we did on Social Club this week, and I know like Flav was talking about how he was surprised how strong Spurs had gone in the FA Cup as a result. And I wonder that's one of those things, isn't it? With a that's a that's a, it's a little more time going in the on. season, though, isn't it? That, I yeah. think that's what it boils down to because you, you know sort of roughly where you can finish in the league yeah. and what you're going to be doing in Europe and stuff like that as well. So yeah, uh, I'll be interested to see what they do in the Europa League off the back of that strong side. Well, I do, well, exactly. I also wonder whether they, you know they cocked up the first leg of that as well. Whether it's it's like it's a little gambit of thinking. I could be out of Europe in a week's time. At least we've still got an FA Cup, so I can I, I can cling to that. But yeah, it's. Um, I think the thing is, and I, I can't. One of the things that gets me with football when we talk, when we do weekly football content and whatever, is the need for hyperbole at every given opportunity. And, and what I mean by that is, a because I'm doing a piece of football content using the word hyperbole, but it's also how I've got, I wrote it in the agenda and I realise it as I'm, as I'm about to say it, like this whole no cups plus a break equals no more excuses. And, I, and to some extent, I totally, I totally believe in that because as I was saying there, this season, the rest of this season exists. It's, you know, it's the cat in the box. It's, you know, it's, it could go one way or another and one way leads to us having a really good charge for the, the end of the season. Yeah, don't open the box. Well, we could force the box is getting open one way or the other, but, you know, it, it, and it, but it, it's this, it is this notion where we fall into this trap with football coverage in general where we have to, we have to make grandiose statements on things like no more excuses. Like, I don't even know what that, I've written it, but I don't know what it means, you know. I, I, there'll be people because you think that means that people are basically going to win every game between now and the end of the season and I'm not sure it's it's quite as dramatic as all that for me I, I just want us to see I just want to see us I just want to see some good performances I just want to see some you know 110% go out there and die for the shared performances between now and the end of the season and the rest will I reckon yeah, will I be think, a byproduct I think for me when I, when I read it then the, the no more excuses thing is like look you know we've had a pre-season break we're not in Europe 
we're the ones who are now going into the final part of the season better rested than any other side. If we can't perform now, more questions will be asked, and I think that's kind of it. And yeah. maybe it's not, maybe it shouldn't have been phrased. No more excuses, but you can't. I, I agree with what you've said there because you know the, you, you you can't put your hat on and go. Well, we've had more games, we've had more injuries than all of these teams, and that's what we've been able to say. Yeah. So sometimes it's we've got a nice clear vision of what this Liverpool's going to be, and if it's a success, it will build on that. Yeah. And if it's not, you might need to change something in the summer. And I'm not saying that's the manager or anything like that, but you might need to change your tactics slightly because it, it does look over the last month and a half that we've kind of been found out. Mm. Yeah, no, that's I think that's it, isn't it? It's. Um... Like, like I said, for me, <clears throat> this is the thing with the Liverpool's thing with being a fan is that you can never know. You can't know. Nobody knows. No one in football knows how it's going to go. But the good thing that we've got and what you hope we get, what where I'm positive about it is, we were all we we showed signs for the vast majority of the season, discounting January to some extent, that we were the fittest team in the Premier mm. League or you know as fit as anyone uh, on our day. We had a you know we had a style of play which really suited the players we had. We had and a group of players that work really well together, and I would bank on us and say come simply down to performance. Is that if we can be can once get back to being fitter than who we're playing against, and we can be more committed, and if we've managed to iron out any kinks in the harmony in the squad, we've given ourselves the best platform. Of course, and that's all you can really ask for from 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 now. When we're, now we're a you know a week away from a week a week today. I think is our next is our next game. That's the the most we can ask for at this position. Once we get back into the games themselves, then I think we can start asking a few more questions. Yeah, and look, Liverpool have got you know pretty much a game a week now for the next few weeks. There's another weekend off, isn't there? In, a, in about a month's time or something. Um, We've got a lot to go out there and do. I, I think tactically we will change things up slightly. Um, I think I noticed um, Bayern Munich aren't having the greatest season this season, although they're still five points clear of RB Leipzig or whatever. They're struggling with teams with the low block, and that's Bayern Munich who've been dealing with teams playing a low block on them for a few years now. Um, I, I said this on the LFC Statue last week, the one with me and John, is that it's evolution, not revolution, that we're looking for here. You and want that, to evolve, and not revolve, and that's what we need to see from from now until the end yeah. of the season. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so, this is something a uh, general. Uh, it's quite a game. Okay, I don't know why I made that noise before saying it. I yeah. couldn't think of how to phrase it. How to phrase it. Um, we're going to get in the bin. Okay, you wanted a room one hundred and one style segment yeah. in this. Getting the bin seemed as reasonable uh, topic uh, title as anything. So yeah, pick pick one thing from LFC culture to put in the bin. Okay. Um, this week. This week. Can it stay in the bin forever? Well, uh, let's see what it is, and we'll ask the listeners whether right. they can. Okay. Um, mine's but it's probably bigger than just Liverpool Football Club. I it's. You didn't read the Liverpool bit, and the. No, 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 no. I did. It is a thing for Liverpool fans as well. It's entitlements, football fan entitlements. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been watching a lot of Arsenal fan TV because they've not been in great form. Um, I've been enjoying a lot of that. And I think one of the things that I heard, and it was on the Gina video, and it was DT talking, and he said, I've spent £70,000 following Arsenal over the last 10 years. And it's this sense that we deserve something for spending money on something that we love. Yeah. And I don't think that's right. You know, you make a deal with the devil when you put your faith in Eleven a, a, a corporation. Yeah. Right? And it's like, do you know what it was? And it was a couple of years ago now when Sunderland got smacked 8-0. It was at Southampton. 
and Vito Manone paid for the away fans' tickets, right? Football fans don't want to be treated as consumers. You don't get your money back unless you're a customer. Yeah. And this is what I mean by the, by the entitlement. We want to stand up and be talked about and treated as fans and not customers. Yet when we're dissatisfied, the first thing we point to is the money that we spend, yeah. which is a, a customer transaction. I would agree with you, What you, the top line point. I think you're right. I think the, the difference with that, the only time I think that argument is pertinent, I think, is, if, is, is, how, is in how you're treated. So... If you, as long as you're treated with respect by the club to which you're given the money to, you can't look. It's it's a it's a eleven fellas versus eleven fellas. If your club doesn't win every game of football, tough tits. You've paid exactly like that. It is a, it is a, it's a gamble. And if it wasn't a gamble, you'd be able to win on the pools every week. And you'd win nothing on the pills because everyone would win on the pills every week. I think you're, t- I think you're dead right on that. I think, as I say, I think the only qualification to that is just, um, you know, you want to be treated. As long as you're getting treated humanely for the money you spend, because I would, I, what I wouldn't want is, I give you an example. You pay, you pay eight hundred, nine hundred quid, whatever for your season ticket. If your fucking seat was covered in shit, and you fucking, you know, and, and you got, you were getting herded, and you were getting fucking beat up, and you had to fucking piss in a fucking cup to fucking do whatever. And bear in mind, this is what football used to be like. Um, then yeah, I think entitlement in is in that but regard is fair. But don't, fan, yeah. Yeah, don't have that sense of entitlement. They talk about you know we turn up and we saw eleven players not not giving their all. Right, that's that's really annoying. But the the payoff that you get when you're a football fan that follows your team, either if it's just home games or it's home and away or anything else, is you get the highs and the lows. Yeah, you know, and that's what being a football fan is, and you and it makes the highs more sweet. Yeah. For having experienced those lows and stuff, so it is just entitlement from football fans. It, it really annoys me, and, and it gets to me yeah. because no one has that. It's football, and it's and worse. Every single season, there's twenty teams going for the Premier League. Yeah. Arsenal fans are the fucking worst for it, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. totally the worst. We're, ter- look, we're terrible for it. Not you, not you and I. Liverpool fans are. That's one of Liverpool fans' biggest weaknesses. Is is, is that as well? Is that notion of Liverpool are a great football club? With a phenomenal rich history, therefore we deserve to be at the top of the fucking league every single season. And it, you know, and I, I think that's a that's a passion, that's a desire. It's not something that I can we, look. It's a kind of worms to say it, but you know, you take what I mean. I'm not not, yeah, not yeah, criticism yeah. In, in some respects because there's nothing wrong with having ambition. But you're right. It's that. It's that. Yeah, particularly Arsenal fans, and particularly at the minute, I, I think the way I think entitlement gets worse the higher up the football pyramid you go. Unfortunately, isn't it? Because you just got to look at. You know, we always have this conversation because we work with a lot of guys who support other non top six Premier League teams, mm-hmm. and I w- I always wonder about the people who go to. Imagine you're a f- like I always come back to the analogy of a mate of mine who was a Stockport fan in the uni in, uh, uh, in the early noughties, and I, I always wonder like what, like why? I could never I could never get my head round why. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You would, why you would stick it out. But it's the same reason why we stick it out at any level, isn't it? You know, you've got your football team and you've got your football team for life. How involved you tend, you want to be in that is, is actually, that's, that's what's down to you. Exactly, you're right in that. So you're right. I, I, no, I... I I agree because what it boils down to is you choose you choose to go home and away. That's what it is. That's what it is. You know, I would probably I would I would contend that life and everything you do in life is all about the stories that you get off the back off the back end of it. And you probably get more you you like people who go home and away will have far more stories and far more things to talk about, whether it's good or bad. Do not. That's what you're paying your money for. You're paying your money to be able to say, "I was there when we won five nil. I was there when we got snotted six one, and I fucking sang me. You know what I mean? And I and I fucking I lost my shit and did whatever. That's all you. That's all you. You're guaranteed in footy. And if you, you know, suppose a really boring team, you might not even be guaranteed. But <laughs> um, well, no, I agree. I think I think football entitlement absolutely should be the very first thing to get in the bin um, nice can it stay there forever though listeners stroke viewers do let us know if you're watching on, watching this on the redmentv.com let us know in the little comments box below or you can tweet us at the redmentv of course um, I, I would love to do one but I, I, I haven't written the agenda I then didn't think about something that wouldn't be really poorly conceived and thought through like uh, half and half scars I don't think half and half but you know I'm going to I'm gonna throw one that shouldn't get in the bin half and half scar, scarves should not get in the bin. Half of them? No. I think half and half scarves of teams of, of, of bitter rivals should should get in the bin. But half and half scarves is a concept. I'm not I'm not I don't mind. You know what? I don't even have that big a big a deal with them. You know my again it comes down to choice. I wouldn't choose to buy one. But when we went around Madrid and Liverpool played Madrid, I really did think about it. That was my first big European away fixture. And we're playing pretty much the biggest side in world football. And I was like, you know what? Now I understand. And before then, I probably didn't understand what they were about. And I think if you you are coming over, I I hate to use the phrase, but if you're a day tripper, and you're coming over to Anfield and you just want a fucking memento of something, 
Why not? Yeah. Why not? Because I go on holiday and I pick up fridge magnets and they're a bit wool, aren't they? To be honest with you. <laughs> well, I was going to say, what's it? Uh, but it's just the same as getting anything as a memento when well, you're we've abroad. Got, I, I was looking through, I had a stack of programs kind of handed down to me from my dad and I've got one from from Old Trafford and I think it's the, it might even be the game uh, it's after Hill after Hillsborough, it's around the Hillsborough more, Memorial anyway. The... Um, and so I've got I've got a Man United program and I've got like an Everton program and I thought what well, you know I've got a program from another club and I know it's Liverpool but it's essentially fundamentally what programs are programs are mementos of occasions that you've gone to the difference and the thing I think that the other thing about having our scars that definitely needs to get in the bin is holding them up and having a photo taken. With your hat, with your hat, yeah, that, that, that's annoying, like particularly that. when it's Liverpool, Man United, or Chelsea, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, but if you just want to buy it, put it in a bag, and take it home with you as a mento, absolutely fine with that, like, yeah, yeah, completely agree with that. Um, brilliant, yeah. So, let us know your thoughts and things that you would like to see get in the bin, and maybe we'll discuss them in the future if we bother our arse to do this podcast again. Okay. Um, okay, some questions from people. Uh, we asked for people to send some questions in. We do this on a whole host of other shows, but it's always more entertaining when you and I do it, Chris, uh, with the greatest of disrespect to everyone else who appears on Redman TV. 100%. Um, so, Kinsankarus Red uh, on Twitter asks, why is there a light in the fridge but not the freezer? That's a really good question, isn't it? Um, I have no idea, to be perfectly honest with you. I... No, doesn't make any sense. I know, maybe maybe it just fucking freezes the glass. Well, exactly. I, I'm wondering whether it's a technical process because freezers tend to be better no, compartmentalised. Hang, hang on a minute. I've had walking freezers that have lights in them yeah. in restaurants and stuff. Oh, no. So, But your domestic, fr- your, your stand-up fridge, and I'm sure chest freezers might have a big big light in them, whatever. So, yeah, maybe like, but you look at those, like they're industrial lights with massive no most of them it's the plastic thing over the top of them probably isn't it to be fair I'm not sure you'd even need a light in your fridge yeah I'm perfectly honest with you um, you've got as long as you've got a light in your room. Yeah, you're probably fine, aren't you? And if you can afford a fridge, you can probably afford a light switch mm. in your kitchen. Yeah. Saying that though, and we've all have got you phones. ever had we've all got phones. Have you ever had the light bulb go in your fridge? Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's really annoying. Yeah. For your OCD, yeah, it's a meh. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go no, 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 no. So no, if no, I went no. into your house and removed the light bulb from your fridge, that's different, isn't it? No, it's not. I mean, I, if the if the light switch is gone, if the light bulb's gone, I would 100 percent have to change that. But if there never was a light <laughs> in there, I'm not asked. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think I think from a technical perspective, I don't think it's about the freeze or not. I think it's about the you. It depends. They're in, freezers are in drawers, aren't most, they? Most of the time, yeah. So you would have to. Light each individual drawer. Light each individual drawer. And where would you put the light in there? Because if the drawers themselves come out, and you put, there probably are freezers that have got like lights in them, very, really expensive ones. I think we've, done, I think we've done enough on this. Yeah. Smeg are overrated anyway. Yeah, whatever. Uh, um, ben, terribly overrated fridges. They're just, they're just massive because, you know, the sides of them, which you absolutely love, they're about that thick. So you buy this big fuck-off Smeg fridge, and you think, wow, this is going to be massive inside. Yeah, actually, it's got a foot half a foot on either side of just fucking just insulation the, the outside of the fucking fridge we are, so your inside's tiny and you can't put it up against the wall either because when you open the door it comes out further another half a foot so it's just terrible like um yeah. the wall on the side yeah so you, your door can't open that you way, you, like. you'd have to put it in like the middle no. of your room or and something. I'll tell you something else on fridges that really annoy me is that everyone's like banging into these things with like the water in the front and the ice and stuff like that where do these people put the milk 
What do you mean? Well, these water fucking dispensers yeah. go in the door, don't they? Yeah. So where the fuck? There's no room for your milk in the door. Where did they put the milk? That door, doesn't that, that door tends not to open, does it? Or is no, that it opens. It opens oh, okay. your fridge. So on my dad's one, it's got that. That's the front of the freezer. That's fine. That's an acceptable place for it. But and when it's on the front, of your fridge, the front of the fridge, do these people put the milk sideways? Because milk bottles aren't great for putting on the side. Like, you know what I mean? There's milk spilling everywhere. And once you get spilt milk, I know you're not supposed to cry okay. over it and stuff, <laughs> but it smells. Milk and it's milk. really disgusting. Mm. So, yeah, these people. Anyway, let me know. Tweet me. Yeah. Tell me where your milk goes in your fridge. You're fucking weirdos. Yeah. And now we've done enough on that one. Uh, ben Coates, Benny C90. If Barca coming for Phil. Coutinho, I'm going to presume, um, not Mitchell, um, out of interest. Would you be happy to let him go for right price? Um, yeah, but the right price is going to be really, really high. I, I'll be honest on this one. Not this summer. Next summer, yes. This summer, absolutely not. I think the worst thing that could well, did it say this year? That's no, that's what I'm saying. But I'm qualifying it with. Okay. I'm qualifying okay. it by that. Is that if if our Barca came in for we should we should do everything in our power to not sell anyone this summer and go again because this is what we constantly do and this is a lot, a lot of me thinking on this predicated on a, us having a Champions League place or a European place we need to be Klopp's already said us need look we've got a good we've got a good squad here we just really want to add a few top quality players to it which I, was exactly my thinking on it as well 89 million pounds Paul that's our budget just saying says who ooh where'd you get that well, I'll tell you afterwards. Sources. I've got sources. You've got sources. Yeah. Fucking. 89, ketchup, 89, ketchup 89 million fucking mayonnaise. Wow. Yeah. Before or after player sales? Uh, before. Ooh. As it stands right now, we've got a budget of 89 million pounds. Shock. Breaking news. Red Men TV sources suggest 89 million pounds. Wow. For the opening episode. For, for the comparatively small amount of people who are going Six people. Excellent. Um, yeah, I there, there is a right price for Phil that I eventually would not be asked because I'm just I'm just old and jaded about these things now. Like Torres was the last one that really that really galled me. Um, and look players move on they're transient human beings aren't they you know and the, and the industry they live in and I, I look you know what actually I was looking at trophies and it was the Ed Nazard's only won uh, like one FA Cup and one league. league title that's all he's won at Chelsea and yeah he's arguably the best player in the league or was you know a couple of season can before be. last can be and I think about it and you think about like what's Phil Coutinho won not on you know what? What? And you think about these players, you think, oh, God, they kind of don't begrudge it. Don't begrudge it as much anymore. I just want us to be good. But I don't want us. To, I, I want us to get out of the mentality of let's. I don't care that players don't win things. If we can keep them and they, they make us better, fuck them. I'd rather they win. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think so the, the, the thing is, I agree with you on the don't don't ever sell them this season for whatever. It, they might give you the right price, but not for this season. Yeah. Um, the next season, season after, maybe. What we've got to do a better job of is having the replacement in the club yeah, beforehand. And I don't mean like a couple of hours beforehand, <laughs> yeah. like a la Luis Suarez. Yeah. I mean, have them fucking groomed to take over the place. Yeah. You just, I can't say the word groomed without you having that little smile. What was I, this? I did, you did it again. <laughs> For anyone watching, every time you say the word groomed, Paul has this weird little look on his face. Because I always wonder where it's going to go. <laughs> It goes. There's, there's, a, there's a tangent that a lot of a lot of Redman content often. Do you mean off air? Um, well, actually, I was gonna say off air, but you never know. Sometimes, do you? Groomed. Hot mics, hot 
hot mics on Redman TV. Um, yeah, no, I agree. There's no, there, there is a right price for Phil Coutinho, but it has to be coupled at the right time. And hopefully, we're in a position now where no, ultimately this year would not be it. Uh, Lewis Calvert's our very own Lewis Calvert, who comes in and does uh, extra time and some other bits and pieces. Since a whole host of questions in, I've I've vetted most of them. I've vetted them down to one absolute belter, and it is in a zombie apocalypse. What would be your tactics? Um, I'd probably just kill everyone. Everyone, yeah, family included. Well, good yeah. opportunity. No, maybe I'd maybe oh, the turn. <laughs> maybe I'd no, I don't know because it's, it's difficult. I think you know, I've always thought said, Well, I'd go to a supermarket or something like that because you've got endless supplies of food. Now, the problem with doing something like that is lots of people would probably be doing that, like so that it becomes a little bit more difficult. Um, so maybe something like not a supermarket. But I'd be heading to the Asda place by Warrington, where the distribution factory is for the entire Northwest. Yeah. Warrington, really, people are only going for IKEA. They don't really notice. The bit, when the zombie apocalypse comes, no one thinks I'm going to Warrington. Exactly. But apart from me, so I'm heading straight to the distribution factory. I've got all kinds of fucking lorries, tons of fucking lorries. <laughs> no, I can, I can marshal myself in with lorries and I can drive them all around. But pretty much, I'm going to take those close to me with me and kill everyone else. Okay. Like. Full on, it's not going to get to series four before I decide this is happening. <laughs> it's series one. Straight out the bat, oh shit, you're not my family, you're not a zombie. Bang, sorry Paul. And it's been a nice friendship, we've done a lot of cool things together. What? It's time, you're going to eat my food, and I'm not going to have that. Because she doesn't share food. What if What if the zombies are more, because you've got them as like Walking Dead style zombies, mm. what if they're like 28 Days Later style running oh, ones? Fuck, I'd just give up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't yeah. be dealing with that, nah. James. I just don't want to live in that world. <laughs> <laughs> You'd see me in the nearest pond. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my, not too dissimilar. I've always thought, and it's it's changed by where I've lived in the city. But there's um, there's the territorial army base yeah, by, on, on Menlove Avenue. Oh, by Menlove, yeah, um, which is opposite the Tesco's and a petrol station. It's not Menlove, but go on. It, what? It's not Menlove, but go on. Mother, mother, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, it's well fortified. Yeah, it's got good solid army vehicles within there as well. Plenty of living space. Probably you know it's all walled in and gated as well for a start. And uh, and then you're close to a reasonable food source. It's, it's as well. a great point. And actually, one one thing I should probably have considered, but now I've had a little bit of time to think about <laughs> it. I would probably be looking for an old style medieval castle as well, because you know if you can get you if you can get your food supplies and you've got your eighteen wheeler, get yourself to a medieval castle because there's loads of these things are fortified five places aren't absolutely they? literally know, like yeah. that was the whole point of them but there's so many hidden They're layers by Red Rogue, those things, well, exactly there's so many hidden layers so obviously you've got the moat and everyone knows that the moat is so that you, you know people can't get in but what it is actually the moat's for and most people don't know this is so that when you tunnel under back in the day like if you would try and tunnel under a wall but what would happen is you tunnel under the moat and the motor would then drain into your tunnel and fucking kill you that way but then like the, the all the stairs are hang on a minute how do you do this it, all the stairs are clockwise in medieval forts and the reason that they do this is so that the people who are walking up the stairs 
are generally right-handed people, aren't they? You can't swing your sword, that's why they're really tight. Whereas when you're coming from the position high up, you've got your full arm to swing straight down at them. And when the bullets have run out, Paul, you're going to need these little tactical advantages. Like, you're going to need swords and machetes and all that type of stuff. So you need to find yourself a nice little clockwise staircase to fortify. Yes, nailed it. Winner. Yeah, I don't think I can improve on that, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, thanks very much, Lewis. Money Paddy 25, uh, another one about Barcelona. There's a lot of Barcelona envy or fear going on in the in the questions this week. When you should be reading old staircases in medieval castles. <laughs> if Barca came off the Klopp, do you think he'd go? If he did, what do you reckon, who do you reckon FSG would look at? Um, I, I, Barca could come off could conceivably come off the clock. I don't see why why not. I don't I think we're again we're still in this road in as a football club. Finding things that they like at other football clubs and No man- managerial manager wise, is that something that they've done over the last fifteen years? No, it's a good it's not an interesting point, isn't it? I don't know where Rijkaard was prior to Barcelona. Um he might have been B. Let me find those. Yeah, do have a look at that. That is interesting, actually. Yeah. Because, look, here's the thing about Barcelona. The the line of succession, is they've always got that line of succession because they're just such a successful force for so long that when you look at the right cards to Guardiola to Luis Enrique thing, then you say there's a bunch of players who play for Barcelona when they were or had a Barcelona connection or a Dutch connection, etc., etc. Sparta, Rotterdam. Okay. Didn't know that one. He was there for a year and he went to Barcelona. Well, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I don't know enough about the history of Barcelona's other managers. I guess you've got... You've obviously had... Um, the guy who had... The guy who had Cruyff had, to begin with, I suppose. Yeah. He started it. Then Bobby Robson took over from Cruyff, didn't he? Uh, he took over from Bobby Robson. Well, Bobby Robson would, would, was successful with Ipswich. I think he won away for Cup with them and stuff. So there's an one example. Cup of winners, one of them. I can't yeah. remember which. Bye-bye. Yeah, sorry again for listening. Stephen Jarrett just took a, a head nose dive off the table again. If you're listening, there's a there's a small model of Stephen Jarrett on the table, and he's back. Um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's, hypothetically, if they if they were some some, I don't see any reason why whether it's Barcelona or whomever. Um, if and this is why I think Klopp exists in Trodinger's cat phase at the moment, and that's just it, all in the fears in our heads at the moment. Because if we have a good end to the season, we have a good next season. People, it, his stock will remain as high, could could get even higher. And when you once your stock continues to get higher, what happens historically with Liverpool is that it's only Barcelona and Real Madrid when they come knocking that they're the teams yeah, that you still right. think, oh, right, great, we'll let them, we'll let them go because who would stand in the way of the glorious, etc., etc. Thing um, is, it, it's it's quite a be quite a different step for Barcelona, wouldn't it? Because they've had that succession for like fourteen years now. Yeah, um, you know they've gone through Rijkaard to Guardiola to Enrique and stuff. They've all been very much Barcelona raised haven't they yeah. I suppose and you know the style of football is quite a lot different to Jürgen Klopp's and I'm not saying it's when you look at the sides they, they are, there is massive difference tactically between what they do and stuff and you know one of the things that Jürgen Klopp came to Liverpool and when he came to Liverpool and he said was he, he wants the long term project and I don't know whether that's a long term project now it could be it could be putting his name in the, in the fucking lights forever mm-hmm. in Barcelona's history that would be an amazing project but it's not what I think of as a project yeah yeah no it, that, that's it it's it's one of those things is that I think that um, and just to follow up I guess yeah 
all all those things. If Klopp it become is, is a, continues to be a really successful Liverpool manager, there's always going to be that thing that that, that that hovers around. The thing on the on the on the last part of the question from Patrick, if he did, who do you reckon FSG would look at? Again, I think that depends on how successful Klopp is. Let's use a hypothetical situation where Barcelona came in this summer. I don't think Klopp would go. I think Klopp would turn them down first and foremost. But in in this random world where we're dealing with hypothetics, Klopp gone this summer. I have got no idea who we target because I don't think we would. I don't think we would be able to target uh, Simeone, who's the only other guy mm. out there who I'm like be gagging for as, as as the gaffer. But it's one of them. That if you've got Klopp for a couple of for a few years, and we're successful, and we're getting we're, we're competing back in the Champions League, and we're competing for titles, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then you can, we just look around and say who is the next Klopp, who is the next top manager, and we go out and we go out and get them, whereas we're still in that being moulded phase there where our next manager could quite easily be another Brendan Rodgers as it could be a, you know, I'll be honest, the, the manager in world football that I, I love most probably was, was Simeone up until this season. I think they've had their struggles this season. I think it's well publicised and stuff. The one that I respect more than any other, and I think would be a really good fit because of the job he's doing now is uh, Pochettino. I just think he's a he's a fucking mm. fantastic manager, and he's working with the same type of constraints that Liverpool are working yeah. with. Albeit, I think maybe he's a year further on. Yeah. Uh, in in Tottenham's developments under him, and I just like him. I, I think he he seems a, a just very well drilled. They're, they're good size. They're good defensively, which is good to see. And yeah. yet they score goals. The big question on Pochettino is going to come with pressure. Mm-hmm. And whether the the does because the, the level of pressure that he's had at his previous jobs doesn't compare to the pressure that he has no, yeah. at Liverpool, and that's the big thing for him. Is that I wouldn't I, if we were going to get someone else, I wouldn't want another guy who is needs to win his look, first trophy. Exactly, looking to win his first European yeah. trophy. Looking to do. I want a guy. I want us to replicate what we did when we got Benitez, what we did when we got Klopp. Go and get a, a born winner who's done it and, and, and handled pressure at a. Sl- Dortmund, the smaller club, yeah, probably just about like, um, and then it's ready to make a step or make us even better, something like that. Um, okay, so we actually what we'll do because obviously we, uh, the the audio for this will be going out for going out on an audio streaming service of some description. Um, but the video is obviously exclusive to Redmond TV subscribers. We've got a couple of extra questions here, which we'll answer at the end, which will be exclusive for people on the on the video, because I want to plough through this, because we're fast approaching what we're setting as a roughly 60-minute deadline on this. Um, so I will ask Harry George, with the obvious answer to the question, which ex-striker do you want back being Suarez? Which ex-Liverpool striker in his prime would you want to partner him? To partner Suarez? You've brought Suarez. Wow! I tell you what, you answer this one first while I have a little think about it. Okay, so let me let me work this out. In in, I'm going to do this in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire style. Well, I'm going to talk me. Way, I'm going to talk me way through. Fifty fifty. Twat. Um, yeah, where I am going to talk me way through what I think. How you, how you come to the answer on this? So Luis Suarez is the guy who, who's, who's doing all you run around. He's doing all your pressing. Do you go for someone to feed Suarez, or do you go for someone for Suarez to feed? And I think, 
I would go along the same lines as think about what we had with Sturridge mm-hmm. there for me. And I think, you know, we, we, we obviously brought Carroll and Suarez in. I think the idea was meant to be the big man, little man to some extent. Um, whereas I actually think what, what we saw was the biggest success. And what I would like to see in terms of what is the, the dream strike partnership that we should have had but never got to see is I would partner Luis Suarez with peak era Fernando Torres. Suarez doing all the fucking run around, all the hassling, booting people for Torres left, right, and centre, scoring the goals and then laying in Fernando Torres. That would be my dream answer to that. I question. mean, it's 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 an epic from Perlin, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I am gonna go slightly different to that. Then I'm gonna go back to Liverpool's probably greatest ever player and go with Kenny Dalglish to feed in Luis Suarez. Ooh. Slow. Don't matter. He's adaptable. He could. He could. Te- <laughs> he could technically. The game might have changed, but the game's still the same in his fucking head. And he, he didn't need to be fast. Let's say. Let's face it. Luis Suarez isn't the quickest of players. Well, that's either, what I'm yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, there'd be so many steps ahead before the balls even kicked it. You know, it's just <laughs> goals. It's like it's, it's like uh, like computer chess almost. It's like they go. The balls on the kick off, and they go. Checkmate. We've scored. We've scored. We're gonna do this. We've scored. Okay, Sam. Should we just agree on a five? They're like, yeah, <laughs> shake hands and then go off. Yeah, no, I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, uh, so we've got, yeah, we've got a couple of extra questions uh, lined up for people at the at the end. I'll do one more now. Um, which one do we want to go with? Okay, do Liverpool need a new centre back or is Dejan Lovren good enough? I think we need a new one. Says. Uh, Callum Seepind Mane Mayhem on Twitter. I, I flip flop on this one all the time, to be yeah. perfectly honest with you. Um, there's times that I've watched Dejan Lovren this season and been like, yep, he's absolutely sound, no problems whatsoever there. It looks like he's forming a good partnership with Joel Matip. Um, but, you know, I think right now I'm back on there. We need another good centre back. We need we need someone who's better than Matip, quite frankly, um, mm-hmm. because you know the last few games have shown that coming back from injury is not uh, unfallible, is he? And there are there are times when Dejan Lovren's just crap, just yeah. inexplainably crap, and you can't have that from a centre back, especially not your destroyer centre back, as which I think he's supposed yeah. to be. They're they're the ones that you're supposed to be able to rely on, and when they go above and beyond the station, you're like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Dana Lovren needs to be Stefan Honcho, he needs to be Jamie Carragher. And yeah. although they did have mistakes in them, Jamie was obviously scoring loads of fucking own goals and stuff like that. Not in quite the same way as a Lovren would, would do. And yeah, yeah, I think, you know, we need a world class centre back. I yeah, no, I, I the Lovren thing for me is as one of your four centre halves, I think oh. he's I think he's sad. But it is the thing, when I can when I think that we paid twenty odd million pounds for him. And I, I just, I just wonder what Klopp and his team could get for twenty million pounds mm. in terms, in terms of centre And I, and I know you can't really use Matip as a comparison for this because it was just shrewd business. You know what I mean? It was a very, it was, and it was inside the knowledge that got us a, got us a, a stolen march on the Matip thing on a free. I do look at it and I think, I, I think we could do. I think we could buy a, a, a better centre half. And have ch- and ch- and have change left over for something else as well, you know, for the for the money. I mean, you're probably looking at like let's say twenty five million for the sake mm-hmm. for the sake of arguments. I don't think we need necessarily to do that. But if we're in that market for it, just go and buy Virgil Van Dyke for forty because fuck it, it's not my money, is it? Um, but no, I I like Lovren, but you're right, he's still. 
I don't know whether it's his, his mistakes are part of a lack of general understanding amongst the team in the back four, five, including the goalkeeper, or he's he's got mistakes in him. Steve used a great line on one of the shows a few weeks ago about Mignolet, and he said and he says an NFL line when he says he's just good enough to get you beat, and it's it's so hard to unpick whether he's good or bad, that I kind of would like those... Qu- like, Sacco, Sacco's exactly the same as that for me. I love the... Have the why are we asking questions like this? I'd rather, you can either yeah. tell or you can't. Exactly. But it, but then again, it's worth remembering that we've had... Even the best centre-hours we've had, we, we've had question marks over all of them at any given point. Mm. You know, Sammy Hippier, we thought Hippier was done two or three years before he actually left, and it turns out we got rid of him a season two early anyway. Um, he's got the same question marks in the Carragher's career yeah, exactly. remember you know he exactly. wasn't getting a game and then all of a sudden he came in and we were like what he can still do a friggin job here exactly, yeah. absolutely superb and we like, do you know Stefan on show we look back at it now but we, we he was considered to be a, li- a liability but we were able to look back at it, the you know his handball galore in the FA Cup final and all that kind of stuff and we remember what a good partnership before I think what we need is Dejan Lovren's if he can, if he can form, if he can form a good partnership with Matip, if you get, if they, if those two get a good run of games between now and the end of the season, that could completely change my thought, my thinking on this. But I just, if Matip for me is our best centre half. He's our number one guy. We want to find someone who complements Batman eighty nine. Batman eighty nine, my number one, one guy. guy. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I want to know. I want to know if is that. I don't know what the manager thinks, and I don't know what he considers to be the perfect foil. The amount of games Lucas has played there suggests that maybe it's someone who's a bit. A yeah, bit you know what? Like, you I know, was kind of thinking this when we were talking about a minute ago. Someone like a Mascherano style centre half would be perfect for me, mm-hmm. and you know that doesn't mean to say that he has to be a defensive midfielder. Blah 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 blah. But someone who likes to do that side of the game, and yeah. you know, you've you've got your big centre half in Yeah, that's totally fine. Like with that and. It's the the thing that gets me, and, it, and it's born out of the last month, and I've said it so many times over the last month, we're not good in space, and we need a centre-back that's good in space, and I don't think we've had one of them since pre-Aga and Skirtle. And, you know, Sammy Appiah was good in space, but we never really played the way that we play now, yeah. so you couldn't judge him on that. Mm-hmm. I think football has changed. Centre-back positions become harder and harder. The faster the players get further up the pitch as well, uh, the more that teams start to utilise counter-attacks and stuff like that. I don't think that defenders have quite matured into that role enough yet, whereas the strikers, you know, everything changes so quickly with attacking football. It takes a while for defences to cotton on to what attacks are doing. But physically and technically, I just don't think that they... I don't think we're producing enough world-class centre-backs across mm-hmm. the world yeah. that it's caught up. Vincent Company was perfect, but he was almost a one-of-a-kind. Yeah. You know, and th- there's not that succession of it's, players it's, that are coming through that it, are like that yeah. yet, and there should be. It's funny because the Mascarano thing, I was thinking about it, it's like... So a guy who has played in midfield, so we know he's good. He's good. He's good on the ball, but he's not exceptional going forward or what have you. And he's really tenacious, and he's got it's good can, pace. Can't I, but yeah, and it's like, hang on, that, he's still he's still world class, no matter what, you know the attributes that he brings. But you're right, he's a guy who, because I think the midfield side of it's almost it's almost irrelevant. Or it's not irrelevant. It's, it's less important. So much as I think it's a guy. What you're talking about is a guy who, kind of like. You look at on show Carragher Terry, but with a yard of pace who 
just turn around there, the guys, when someone when we do get the lines broken, that they can go and they can catch, catch up, up, they can catch someone up and put and love a tackle, but they, they, they know when to put a tackle. It's probably your centre half who gets the most, who picks up a couple of red cards a, a, a season, or you know, that that kind of, yeah, no, you're right, someone like that would be, would be lovely for Marvellous, Paul, absolutely. Um. Okay, so yeah, uh, people watching on the video side of things on the on the redmantv.com, stay tuned in a moment or two. We'll be doing a couple more questions. But for for listeners, thanks very much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure for for me and for me. Excellent, good. Woo! Vindication. Um, yeah, if you like the podcast and you want us to do more of this kind of stuff, do let us know and do share it as well on Twitter, Facebook, etc., etc. And hopefully, we'll be back with more Red Men in your ears. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. In the future. Thanks for listening. Walk on.